Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. Hey, welcome to this episode of Eidelman Unplugged. We've got a very important topic on when does God heal and when does God not heal. And I think of all the topics in the Bible, especially for the New Testament church, especially when you look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, tongues is obviously questionable and, and people have their thoughts on it. It's a little, you know, it's, it's a little um, out of their, their comfort zone and things like that. But as a church who believes in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that they have not ceased, this area of healing uh, can be one that is challenging, uh, even for those who believe that God still heals. Uh, and it's interesting though, you talk to conservative churches and that don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and they'll say, yeah, but God, oh no, no, God still does heal. So there's even gray areas in that area because it'd be really hard to say God doesn't heal anymore. That would, I mean, nobody's really going to say that who studies their Bible. The key is these supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, this gift of healing. So this really, this podcast isn't a topic on that or isn't based on that topic, but I will add my insight real quick here, even though I have before. This is not a gift where you just go to the hospital and, you know, walk in a room and pray for healing, pray for healing, pray for healing, pray for healing. You've got this gift um, that you can just go and turn the switch on. A couple problems with that. Number one is we don't know God's sovereign plan. And that's what I'm going to talk to to you about in a minute. And this this point does get some charismatics upset, but we have to remember that God is sovereign. Uh, he's not a genie in a bottle. It's not the, the the doting grandfather upstairs who wants to give us whatever we want. Sometimes, here's where it's controversial, sometimes that sickness might be working out something. Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And I've seen, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people actually come to know the Lord and Savior through that deathbed experience, or this sickness has really wakened people up to the things of God, or losing a spouse has really drawn that person back to the Lord or had them confess Christ to Savior and Lord for the first time. But granted, other people go the opposite direction and and um, get bitter and upset. And, you know, I understand those emotions. So, um, but again, this isn't really on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I would say that's how that, that's why there's differences there. One group would believe, nope, that doesn't happen. Another group would would say, yes, the gifts of the Holy Spirit do happen today still. And how I would see that gift working is that God would supernaturally empower someone to pray for those who are sick, uh, to pray for those, even we've heard of on the mission field, uh, even in America sometimes where they'll actually pray for someone and they come back to life, you know, whether it's been minutes later, half hour later, you know, an hour later sometimes, and that person comes back to life. Uh, you know, we've got the Lazarus example of Jesus in the Bible. We have the, the widow whose son died and, and Jesus prayed over the coffin. And and so you, it's not beyond the scope of reality just because we don't see it a lot doesn't mean it doesn't happen from time to time. So my idea on the gift of healing is that, and I, I do know people who I would say do have this gift. I've, I've seen it. I've heard of it. Uh, witnesses. It's just amazing 
but it's not, doesn't mean they're on all the time. Uh, God could not use them for a season or God could not want to uh, heal a person that they're praying for just yet, or maybe their final healing when they, when they come to glory and they, they stand next to their savior where that final healing takes place. And so, you know, we just, we don't know how God's sovereignty plays out. And so that would be my encouragement to you is make sure to embrace God's sovereignty. This doesn't mean that you are minimizing the gift of healing. This doesn't mean that you're not exercising faith. It means you're exercising faith in God and God alone to to dictate what happens and what doesn't happen. So um, my thoughts on this are are, are pretty, pretty broad, and I want to be a little bit... Um, all over the place on purpose because I've heard of, you know, Johnny Erickson Tata was open about this, that she would go to a lot of those old timer uh, conferences and be prayed for in the wheelchair and nothing ever happened. And, and they would blame, you know, well, you just don't have enough faith and you just need to really just embrace his faith and believe it, name it, claim it. And there's others. I can give you dozens example. What about those in wheelchairs at our services that we, that I have prayed, Lord, give me that, 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 that um, assurance that you're going to heal God. I don't want to move in that area unless you're directing me to do so. And, and we just see that sometimes God doesn't heal. Now, could he heal sometimes if faith is exercised and people do uh, get excited about it and, 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 and just cry out like the blind beggar and, and, and sure, yeah, that can happen. So here's my, what I would call the, the balanced view on biblical healing, the balanced view on biblical healing. And you have to look at a couple different factors. Number one factor is sure, you have to exercise faith. And you go to some of these these tent revivals or conferences, and and my concern is, and I was at one recently, where in Northern California, or I guess it maybe it'd be like um, mid, what do they call that? Not Northern, not Southern, but you know, right Central California or so. Um, and it was you know pretty encouraging, but it was all about just you know crying out to God, believing it, claim your healing, just have faith that can move a mountain and God will take that faith and be, and that's all true. However, to me, that's only part of the equation. You only give people part of the solution of what might be happening. And, and so in that praying for healing, I don't have anything wrong with healing services other than you're, you're, you're kind of giving people the impression, come tonight and you'll be healed. Now, you can have that on Sunday morning during worship or a Wednesday night, and, and people can be healed and set free at any time of day, any hour of day. So I don't know about a special healing service other than you can build up some excitement, biblical excitement, where you're like, look, we're going to press in tonight. We're going to worship uh, for a few hours. We're going to, if you, if you need healing, come to this altar. Let's, we're going to pray over you. We're going to have the elders anoint you with oil and we're going to pray and we're going to believe in God. And I think that's God honoring. I think that's biblical. I think that's okay. But so many times we have a healing service and people are coming just to be healed as if they couldn't get healed some other way when that's not true at all. But again, balance it out with there's nothing wrong with that. If you give people the right information, the heart is right. And Lord, just tonight, we're going to seek you for healing, just like you would have a, 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 a service focused on revival, where you're wanting to revive the hearts of men and women and pray, God, would you give us a measure of revival in our bondage? And the focus is on reviving the altar is full. And that's going to be different than say a, a quote unquote healing service. And then another service, uh, you people could have, you know, being set free from demonic types of strongholds. That would be a 
different types. So there's nothing wrong with having these. I just think where we get into trouble is when we make it a one size fits all approach, a cookie cutter approach, or or we're just going to focus. Uh, if you're not healed tonight, in other words, it could have been probably because of your lack of faith or you just didn't press in hard enough. See, that's, that's not good either. However, that can be true from time to time. You see why this is challenging. <clears throat> Jesus said, I didn't do many work, good works there because of their unbelief, their lack of faith. And Jesus challenged, why couldn't we cast out that demon? Because of your lack of faith. However, howbeit, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting, depending on your view of the translation of that. So um, we do see that as true. But here's what we need to tell people. Okay, healing is is uh, can be conditional. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Healing can be conditional, condi- conditioned upon our belief and our faith in Jesus. Uh, healing uh, or sickness, I should say, can, is also often tied to, can be tied to negative types of emotions where the Bible says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and unforgiveness be put far away from you. If we hold on to those things, there's this is interesting. There's even studies, studies and medical journals that they're not even Christians who show how anger can really negative negatively affect the heart and bitterness and is is and all these things, resentment, holding all this. It's almost like these negative emotions alter something in the body in our genetics epigenetics the study of how our genes transfer information and and it's really that bitter angry hardness can really break down the body inside so isn't that interesting so how do we know our sickness couldn't be related to this that's why we need to allow forgiveness and joy unspeakable to rule and reign in our hearts again, to remove that bitterness and that critical spirit, that angry spirit and say, Lord, set me free in these areas. And I come to you and I, I lay this at the foot of the cross and, and uh, Lord, I want that joy again. I want the joy of my salvation and joy unspeakable. Holy Spirit, would you come in and give me that again? I repent of my bitterness. I repent of my critical heart, how I'm very judgmental and angry and bitter. God, I just give it all to you or this unforgiveness I've been holding in for years. God just set me free in this area. And you could see a physical healing take place. That's another area. And then we have another area, I'll probably talk about four today, where uh, like Jesus said, why should this woman not be set free that Satan has bound? Think of it. All these years, Jesus has bound this woman. Woman, stand up. Thou art loosed from your infirmities. And she stands up and she is loosed from her infirmity. She was bound by Satan, basically by a demonic stronghold. So is can the is there demonic activity sometimes uh, tied into physical ailments and physical um, uh, issues and, and, and when our health is suffering? Absolutely. That Bible's clear on that as well. So see, now we just threw in another third dimension here. And that's why you can't say, you know, I cast out this demon of sickness I ca- every time because what about if it's not due to a, 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 a um, oh, I might go into fourth, uh, fifth issue actually. What about if it's not tied into anything demonic? Here you are 
doing all this stuff for no reason. And so why there's, you need a discerning of spirits is very important. You need to really take time on to the Lord. You need to be prayed up, fasted up, holy, pure vessel that he can use. And then I believe he guides us direct. Uh, he will guide us once a lot of, some of those conditions are met. Sometimes, you know, he'll just guide us, maybe a prophetic word or a word of wisdom. God will speak right into that situation. We have knowledge of what is going on that purple's heart, that person's heart. And um, we can take authority over that demon. Demon, you have no more authority here. And you you cast out that demonic stronghold. I, I, I sense that this sickness, this headache, this eyesight, this this uh, this this um, back issue or in the wheelchair, I can tell, I, I just sense that this is demonic oppression. And you go to spiritual warfare with that person and you begin to cast that out and take authority, just like Jesus said. I know it's a little odd. I know it's a little awkward or not used to it. You've got famous Bible teachers who are conservative who say, well, we really don't do that anymore. I tried it. It didn't work. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but the Bible's pretty clear on that as well, that we are ca- to cast out demons in his name. And I've seen a lot of abuse in this area, casting out demons, and this person's just going through it. And, and for hour, a couple hours go by, and really, they're not, they're not set free in this area because it wasn't tied to a demonic stronghold, to demonic activity. However, that is real. So if I were in that situation, I would ask God for clarity on what's going on. I would take authority, and I would act as if there is a demonic stronghold because to some degree, sickness can be uh, demonic. It's part of our fallen nature, yes, of course, but it's also not God's ideal plan. And that's where some of these faith teachers get into trouble as they say, you should always be healthy. It's not it's not God's plan that you're sick. And that's where they get into trouble as well, because technically some of the wording is correct, but technically some of it's off as well. In this fallen nature, there will be sickness, there will be disease, and there will be famine, and there will be things like this. And so the other point I was going to make is sometimes our body, it's just our body falling apart. You know, my, my, there's, there's blindness coming in one of my eyes, a person would say. I can't see as well. Or it, my back is really starting to hurt my shoulders. Or what's going on? Well, it's called old age and inflammation. Now you can fight that through health and nutrition. And I just did a podcast for pastors. You can listen to as well on physical and uh, physical fitness and physical health and fitness. Uh, that might help out a little bit as well. And it's just our body sometimes, and and we God can heal, uh, but but that's a different area. That's in, in other words, my point is when people go to a health uh, conference or a healing conference or a healing seminar, that you sh- you should tell them about all these different options, so they're not left disappointed. And that's what happened when I went to this one event. People left disappointed and discouraged because they didn't get their healing, what they sought, what they wanted. And I understand that. And we will feel discouraged from time to time. But if the speaker, the organizer uh, is telling people, hey, these are here's how healing takes place. And there could be other options at work here. You need to look at everything. I think you give people a lot more um, option, a lot more options and availability. Plus, when you start to take a big offering at these events, and ah, it just really doesn't look, you know, look that good. So um, that would be my other thought. The fourth point, just our body in this fallen state is falling apart. And so, you know, we are going to get sick and not feel well from time to time. And then the final point I wanted to discuss, and that's why if you listen to the one I just did for pastors on health and fitness, this will this will really resonate as well. Did you know that a lot of uh, sickness can be tied to our diet and our lifestyle choices? 
For example, so many people I pray for in the prayer room, and I love to pray with them. God's going to God's going to heal despite our diet, despite our uh, imperfections, despite how we take care of ourselves from time to time. God will do that sometimes if He wants, according to His sovereign will. But a lot of times, let's say I'm praying for a person, you know, Shane, I've been struggling with type 2 diabetes. I'm getting numbness in my toes and my eyesight is failing me. Can you pray? Yes, I can pray. Yes, we'll believe that God can do great things. But how do you know that maybe your the course of healing for you is to completely change your diet? Di- type 2 diabetes is diet related. It's a disease we have caused from overload. Overload of sugar and bad food, primarily carbohydrates, bad carbohydrates, um, some are good, but you know that's 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 not for this discussion. But we've overloaded the body. It's a disease of excess. We've consumed too much, and we are dying from diabetes type two. And so, how do we know that maybe that healing's not going to take place until you remove the cause of the disease? Hmm, something to think about. Take it to the Lord. If you're convicted right now, that is the Holy Spirit convicting you to make diet and lifestyle changes. The problem is we get lazy and we think that's too hard. If I could just have a pill or a prayer, that's that that will that will be my way out. No, that doesn't work as well. Sometimes you have to to get down to the nitty-gritty and change everything from what you consume to how much you move to activity. You have to change your whole lifestyle, and that's how you're going to see healing. What about so many people that struggle with anxiety and depression? Lord, if you could just change this, oh, take away this anxiety and this depression. Or what about anger and irritability? Oh, God, please take this away. And I believe he can't and he has in situations. But what about if it's tied to your diet? Did you know if you're drinking 500 milligrams of caffeine a day that even the the manual for diagnostic, the diagnostic manual for mental disorders lists caffeine induced uh, d- uh caffeine dis- induced psychological problems over 500 milligrams i mean i've noticed it at 200 milligrams angry irritable uh when i tried to come off i've never experienced anxiety to the degree i did it was it was debilitating so we can pray that god would take this anxiety and depression away and and fear anger and irritability but but it's almost like taking it's almost like saying lord take away this hangover but running to the alcohol again. And and so that's why some people never experience healing is they've got to remove the cause, what is causing it. And I, I truly believe that that's why a lot of people are not seeing healing uh, at a larger degree because they're not stewarding this gift of our health, this this wonderful body that God has given us. What about heart disease? Shane, would you pray for my heart disease? So my blood pressure is 180 over 110 and the doctor's worried and I can pray and I'm I'm believing God can heal and I'm believing you can return to the doctor and have that area under control. But what leads often to high blood pressure? Yep, you got it. Diet choices and lifestyle choices. And I can keep going on down the list with from, with you from cancer, uh, many cancer. Uh, cancer is diet related, the study of epigenetics and how diet and food, uh, uh, how it plays a role in our physical health. So even if you're at home or you can't make huge lifestyle changes, you can make changes that last by changing your diet. That would be mainly God-given foods. Last night, I just had an example. I had a, a, just a huge squash 
uh, baked Brussels sprouts, a, a, a large sweet potato cut up. And I'm not worried about those types of carbohydrates. Those are God, good and God-given. If I'm exercising and I'm moving, uh, I can use those. A whole, lot of nuts and some protein-based, plant-based powder and a large salad. And there's there's just these life-giving foods. So if you're not willing to make those changes, you know, I, I you might not see healing in some areas. But again, God, God's not saying, well, unless they have a perfect diet, I'm not going to heal them. No, he heals in despite, in, in spite of that often. But sometimes, and I would actually, I would actually say the, the majority of health-related illnesses are self-induced. So if they're self-induced, self is going to have to make some changes. Um, so anyway, I hope that helps on the area of healing. Again, God can heal uh, faith does play a role and like the blind beggar, you know, crying out plays a role, but also timing plays a role. And maybe that would, maybe that would be number six, uh, timing Romans eight twenty eight. Uh, we know that God works all things together for our good. And sometimes according to his sovereign plan, healing will not take place. It could be in the air, like Jarek, Johnny Erickson Tata talks about. She knows that that is, is really her ministry. And so other areas, maybe it keeps us close to the shepherd. Uh, our brokenness and our limp, so to speak, keeps us close to the shepherd. Um, and sometimes we will not see healing on this side of heaven. We don't understand God's sovereign plans. We just have to rest in that. And so to me, that doesn't negate healing. That doesn't mean my faith is weak and I'm just blaming on God's sovereignty. No, I I, I want to press in. I want knowing God can heal. The, see, the question isn't... isn't um, can he? The question is, will he? And I, I just think that's a healthy view because what happens, you see a lot of these guys on TV, especially when they get sick, they, they check in at the hospital under a, a different name. Now, on one hand, I, I don't blame people who are well known for doing that. I mean, I, I wouldn't want people knowing, uh, you know, that I'm there and, you know, people coming by that we really don't know that well and all these visitors and all this media and blah, 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 blah. And so I understand that. But if they're putting in a different name because it'll ruin their credibility as a healing and faith teacher. I mean, my goodness, folks. And so that's what happens when we put too much of emphasis into healing into ourself. I just didn't have enough faith. I just didn't press in harder. We leave disappointed and we leave discouraged. Many times we see in the Bible also, God will answer the prayer on behalf of an intercessor. So you're interceding for someone. The person might be not even know God, and God uses your, the intercessor to heal them. So it had nothing to do with the person's faith. We see that in the Bible too. People go and intercede on behalf of the person who was sick. The person who was sick didn't even know Jesus, wasn't even calling for Jesus, and God still healed them. So you just have to have it. Make sure you have a very, very biblical view of healing, and how you find that is reading all of Scripture. It's interesting too when Hezekiah was healed, the prophet. Uh, was told to put figs, uh, a mixture of figs on the boil. And it's funny how some of these people uh, in, in study Bibles and pastors will say, well, that had nothing to do with the figs. It was just a step of obedience. Okay, maybe, but I don't think God's going to go say, go grab some figs that do have healing properties, make this paste. And it really means absolutely nothing whatsoever. Uh, but I'm I'm just going to have you do it just just to see if you're obedient. I think that's that that's a much much farther stretch than saying you know what it, God could have used that because it has some healing properties and not to get too much into it. But the boil could have what could have happened is the toxins were at the surface 
and that figs, there are some things that actually draw the toxins into themselves, into the fig paste, into the healing balm. And, and then the, the toxins go into that and they're removed from the body. And then maybe not all the toxins, but a majority of them are removed. And then the, the, the body's natural immunity can kick in and defeat uh, this, this disease that was happening. Whereas if he didn't do that, the toxic level to toxicity level was so high that it would have taken out the body and consumed it. So anyway, I think there was healing properties. I guess that could have been point number seven too, but we kind of tied that in with diet and lifestyle that there are medicinal purposes, things that can really, you know, from clodial silver, I use that often as a, as a septic antiseptic for the throat, uh, elderberry, echinacea, you have things like that. You have high levels of vitamin C. We see that. I mean, it's not uncommon for me to take 25, 30,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day when dealing with disease or cold. You can study it. You've got the vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, a good combination there. Uh, we see also probiotics. You know, they're, they're, they made a big a big splash. I don't know, you know, further data is coming out on the probiotics, what it is. It's a good gut bacteria, the microbiome in your gut, which can be very good. So, Believe it or not, you don't have to worry too much about this if you're eating very healthy foods that already contain a lot of these things. Sauerkraut, organic sauerkraut, for example, huge probiotic benefit. And you look at zinc, taking the zinc and the magnesium, maybe a little bit higher dosages, but not too much. And so you can see how there's a lot of natural uh, things that can take place, essential oils. I know some people get really hyped out on that, which is not good, but some people don't look at that at all, which is not good. You know, essential oils can play a role sometimes in healing purposes. And again, what we're taking into the body, what we're consuming plays a really, really big role. So anyway, I hope this episode on healing helped and at least set you uh, on a new path and a better path for your life. If you've enjoyed this episode of Eidelman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidelman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Eidelman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.